This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, Facebook Live, YouTube podcast listeners, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, Randall. Welcome. What's up? What's up, dude? <laughs> like, How you doing? Oh, great. <laughs> Life's a little busy right now. Uh, I, f- I figured as much, and I was like, uh, I told Matt, I was like, I should shoot Jay a text. Uh, let's see if he's jumping in here. Yeah. Well, we we added a new kid to the mix, you know. So I saw this that. Is little, this is a little butthead right here. I saw that. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I'm keeping him here with me, and ah, that was probably not a good idea at all. <laughs> Jay's gonna be getting scratched up all <laughs> evening. Yeah. I like. I yeah, like he it. Is. He's like, there's so much stuff in here to screw around with. <laughs> Right on, man. Uh, what's new, brother? Haven't uh, haven't talked to you in a minute. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Same old, same old, I guess. You know, just getting the store together and stuff and getting ready to buckle down and get a new job, whatever that may be. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Life problems. Life problems, yeah, bro. Pretty much. Pretty much. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, if you guys are tuning in, uh, feel free to hit that share button down in the lower left-hand corner. Uh, that's what I'm doing right now. We got Matt Souders in the house, one of our very own, and uh, one of the newest PNF familiar members. Mr. Matt, how are you doing, sir? I am living the dream. What's going on, Jay? Say, already, you know. <laughs> already got it. Yeah, I'm about to say, I already got a chance. We were talking to Brian before, and I was like, "Man, I just woke up from uh, from a nap like 10 minutes ago." And he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna get this started. Don't know what Jay's doing." I was like, I don't "Yeah, know, man. just off yeah, like the lane or something." I got like the crappiest laptop. This thing's got to be like 10 years old too. I should upgrade it. it takes like three hours for it to load. You know, boot up. Oh, you know, so. It happens. You know, we're, you know happens. We're, we're all high tech here, man. I mean, that's what we do. Yeah, oh, definitely. That's 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 <laughs> at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know, I'm sitting here in front of uh I think my laptop's like six and a half years old with a Amazon ring light, and this is the nicest thing I have. Is this blue yeti mic that I got off Amazon? That's like you know. So, yeah, nice. my uh, my room's pretty much a budget setup, but it works. <laughs> This is yeah. what I'll give you guys a little ins uh, a little inside because they don't see it on 
uh the final cast with me and brad but like i was telling him i was like i give that old creepy man vibes off with the basement because it looks great until yeah. you look this way and it's the pit of doom and then <laughs> oh, you look man. this way and it's just random crap like it's just so i just have to be like perfect centered so you can't see the baby <laughs> stuff in the corner and like wrong way there it's you like all, nope, all you much. need is like an all you need is like an echo and like a some kind of a water drip in the background and you, you'd have it covered. <laughs> yeah. I thought about getting like a little, like a, a rat that runs on a string or something. Behind yeah. Me. The uh, occasional, just, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> and just like grab, grab some baits and throw it yeah. at it. And like, Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, just cause we're talking about my weird basement. My wife, uh, wanted to get a ma- mannequin from work to sell clothes and stuff. Sure. That that she still hasn't sold any clothes with. So I had this mannequin that sits in my basement and I got the great idea of putting a hat on it and then like my like western hunting setup on it. So I have a backpack and everything on it. And I forgot it was there today. Walked down here. I about died. So <laughs> like <laughs> I walked around the corner, didn't turn the light on, and I just saw creepy person. And I was like, nice. well, this is where I die. My nice. <laughs> Drip. Oh man, we, we, we got some. We got some of the other uh, PNF members in here. We got uh, Armando, Chris, Mister Hicks, Mister Hicks. That guy's a loser. Yeah, well, he's your co-host, bro. Just saying, S- still a loser. He's been on my coattails my whole life. <laughs> well, well, let's let's start with that, man. Let's let's get some background on you, like where you're from uh how you got into fishing and kayak fishing and all that good stuff man uh so dayton area uh grew up with old bradley hicks for like my entire life um fishing kind of like a lot of people wait a minute wait a minute we gotta we gotta stop there has he always been as awkward as he is in present day used to be worse used to be worse (laughs) used to be worse wow like yeah yeah so uh it's like i've never i never see it as like awkward brad or anything because like he just said uh in the comments everyone brad said matt's like my own brother and it is i mean we were together i think he's two or three years older than me but we were always together doing the same stuff all the time listening to the same screamo hardcore music and getting judged by everyone in the early mid 2000s and then we got an apartment together and yeah he was he was he was awkward um and it used to be like just hilarious like that's all it was like i didn't think it was awkward i thought he was just being funny yeah and he's still like that and he just what's <laughs> awesome about old richard hicks is uh richard hicks that's right richard hicks yeah dick, dick hicks. hicks dick hicks <laughs> what's great about him is it's not that he's like awkward like accidentally or on purpose he just doesn't he doesn't care like like jay okay that's yeah. just how it is. He doesn't care. Okay. Like when we were, we go do anything. Like, hey man, you want to get something to eat? I don't care. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go on a speedway and get some neat. Okay. All right. Whatever. <laughs> cool. That's where we're going. And I, we just go. So, I think, so. I think, uh, this whole show is just going to be changed over to, uh, let's figure out why Brad's so awkward. Dude, I don't know. It's a mystery, but it works for him because. It's a funny to be around him because he makes other people awkward. If you don't know him, they'll sure. like sit there and he just won't talk, which is great. And they'll say a question. He'll be like, what's your opinion on this? Oh, I don't care. 
Yeah. And then you start oh, talking about fishing and he doesn't shut up, which is awesome. Oh yeah. Same with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. That's, that's how I am now. I go out and I'm like, if we're not talking about fishing, like with you guys, I can cut up, but like people I don't know, it's like, eh. yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Brad's and in the chat. The... He says his wife's listening. She said she wants to join the show to talk about how awkward I am. Let's I mean, that's totally fine, Bring her in. I'll, send her I'll, send, I'll send her the link right now, dude. Oh right my god, anybody. That's the thing too. Like <laughs> his wife is the sweetest lady. Like, yeah, I remember we went out there, like, slept on their couch. She made us yeah. some awesome cake balls. And Dude. like I'm I'm like, man, why how did this wonderful woman get stuck with such a weirdo? I know. I'm Dude, thinking you know the, I, the word short straw comes to mind. <laughs> short straw. Oh, I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> He brings he brings her back to the apartment one time, and I'm like, she's talking. I was like, in my head, I'm like, this she's way too nice for him. Like, what's going on? Like, I'm not gonna be like, like I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to ruin Brad's chances here. And then I found out she is probably the best baker I've ever met. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I've been eating like nonstop cookies, snickerdoodles, yeah. and I've been munching on a banana nut bread for like two weeks. Like I'm on the last slice, so I have to go get more of them now. Like I, it's oh. Dude. I remember cake balls. Yeah, cake balls. Dude, dude, I've had her cake balls too. She doesn't do the cake balls as much anymore because she's branched out. And I think it was a, yeah. a good step in the right direction because sure, know, it's fantastic. I haven't right. had one bad thing yet. So yeah, I heard. All right, got we, got we got sidetracked. We got sidetracked. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna totally kill Hicks. Oh, Way go to Brad. Way to go. Keep going. <laughs> that'll be a that'll be a proper after hours show. I think. Yeah. just let's we'll just ambush him that's what we yeah, should do right, right like an intervention like a, yeah i was just gonna say an intervention <laughs> intervention get him to come out uh, of his shell so, so you're from ohio you grew yeah. up with brad so yeah how'd the fishing come into play so fishing was it's kind of like everybody else out there not everybody but a lot of people grew up with my dad going fishing and he wasn't a huge fisherman it was just like Hey, I fished with my dad. You're going to, we're going to go fish. And it would be, I remember we had a giant like catfish set up that he put little live bait on. I catch bluegill on. And, uh, it kind of morphed from that into when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12, I started fishing with a couple of my buddies and his dad had a boat. So we went out and did some youth tournaments and stuff around here, like Caesars Creek, stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. And that was awesome. Um, I learned how to like use a fish finder at a young age. And it was one of the old, you know, like we have the tech now that shows me where the fish and what's not, what not is. And, uh, it's just, it was cool to learn that way and get competitive in it. And then kind of stopped fishing, not totally, but competitively for a few years living with Brad. Like I'm the one who me and my buddy Abram actually took Brad one time to go bank fishing at night which was a terrible thing we almost died like eight times because we were <laughs> in caesar's creek park uh trying to go down some sketchy stairs next to the dam where we pretty i'm pretty sure sure we saw like some homeless people or a ghost or something that i don't know it was just a sketchy night uh and we got ran off by like dnr like twice but anyway uh did that and then kind of fell into a kayak when i was in the marine corps i was selling a laptop and it was an Ascend 128. And uh, this dude was like, I'll trade you a, or a kayak for it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. So I traded a kayak and got it and been doing it ever since. That was 2015. So 
Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah, and uh, shout out to you, man. Thank you for your service. I know uh, you you served overseas and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, yes. Fun times. I'll never give it or uh, look back on it and never regret it. Um, my knees and my back probably do, but I don't. Sure. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So you get into the kayak after you get back home, man, and it's just been kind of downhill ever since, it seems like. Oh, yeah. It was – I uh, kind of fell into it, and I used the kayak when I was down there. Like any downtime I had, there was uh, a little river that ran – I want to say – I, I, I want to say it was the new river because that runs that runs all the way down um but it ran through like urban jacksonville to where i dump in and it was just like the my getaway time like that's what fishing became to where i could de-stress not worry about anything else my mind kind of blanked out sure. which was awesome because you know there's obviously with all the good stuff in the military there's always you know the negative stuff so i was able to get away from that and then me and my buddy jordan would go out and we fish in his little sun dolphin uh it's like the little two-man boats also known as the big kayak i'm pretty sure the new 133x or like the unlimited or bigger than that boat was yeah um get chased by gators and all that fun crap (laughs) and uh (laughs) i got stories of that too but anyway um it was just a way to get away. And then, yeah, it was downhill. Like I got home, I got out and then sold that kayak, got into a top water. One Oh six was in that for like, I don't know, eight months, got into a big fish. One twenty. was in that for like eight months. And then I got into the bonafide RS one seventeen. I've been in that since. Uh, yeah. Very similar to uh, Brad Hicks. He doesn't keep a boat longer than six months. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, you're 100 percent right. Uh, I've I've I got really comfortable in the RS, but I got that. Uh, I think I got that summer of last year, late summer. Yeah. yeah and yeah. my P127 is in the state. And I go pick it up like Monday or Tuesday. So that's oh, nice. another like nine month boat. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're running the XI3 on your rs 11.7 which is oh yeah it's pretty slick man the way you got that set up um you know i floated in one of those for a while and i i loved it for mm-hmm. just fishing the river here you know are you gonna throw the motor on the p127 i haven't decided yet i've been talking to shane a little bit um from the bass thumbs podcast old lemon yeah old lemon i was talking to him because he runs the salt water on it but I was telling Brad and I said it on like our show a couple of weeks ago. I was like, Maddie's getting a little fatty. So Maddie needs to pedal. And uh, <laughs> so I'm probably going to pedal for a while. And then uh, I might put a new port on it because I think that would okay. be after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers. If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that mint mobile wireless plans are $15 a month, when you purchase a three month plan, I thought, What's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash waypoint. 
Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off the tits for the river. Cause I could hit a log and not like die. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the Newport man, it's, it's slick, man. Uh, obviously you guys got a podcast coming out uh, next week, Thursday. And we <laughs> kind of talked about some favorite things from this year so far. And I hopped on there for a minute and that was definitely one of my highlights of the year so far. Like I, I love that thing, man. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it looks awesome um but yeah i'm just i don't know yet the p127 is such a it's my first pedal boat so okay. i don't know maybe i'll just fall in love with pedaling and not want a motor until we go back to dale hollow and i want to die after going so far <laughs> but <laughs> yeah that'll happen that'll happen yeah. so dude i did kentucky um, lake in a goose hd and paddling was like four miles out and four miles back and oh, you know i mean oh. it was so much fun <laughs> No. Oh, I, yeah, that's the word for it is fun. I remember last yeah. year at Dale Hollow, I was in the Big Fish and I had a uh, Minn Kota on the rear of it and I like rigged up my foot controls and I felt all fancy. And then Jimmy was uh, pedaling and he came out. He's like, yeah, I'm, I got to go find somebody's boat with a motor. I'm dying because he was going around <laughs> video everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Maybe I don't yeah. want that. Yeah, old Jimmy. Now he's got the Newport now too. He yep. just got one. Yeah. Jay's you gonna, if you get, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm running the Torquedo no, Four Three, the the yeah. OG. You know, but it works good. Are you going to run a Rock Art on there since you're going to be in Rivers? Probably. Um, I'm keeping the RS, so I'm not actually. There's the difference between me and Brad. Brad gets a kayak falls in love with it and a new guy comes out and he just sells it and gets the new one i'm yeah. keeping the rs because the p127 is a, a big old girl so i might take it on the river one time and be like i don't want to do this no more i just want to drag the rs and i'll just keep and that'll become the river boat it's already banged up anyway and it's got a keel guard on it and it's meant for the river i mean originally it's what it's meant for so i might end up just doing that and having two boats and be a little bougie but i don't know yet we'll find out I mean, I got two boats, but I only use one. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm on his side most of the time, and I'm using the Frontier. I got a brand new (laughs) Unlimited in my garage that I got last fall, and it hasn't even touched the water. But Lord. That's going to change come hunting season, though. That'll be a hunting vessel. That's what I was set up for fishing. Yeah. I was literally going to say, I was like, well, you have a perfect uh, duck blind boat then because 
Yeah, I mean, it, well, and it's nice too because if I got somebody that comes up and I need a spare boat, like Jay, maybe I'll let him use it. But um, <laughs> at least I got that option here. You know what I mean? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the sole purpose why I got I picked up two. Um, the other one didn't come in to like almost the end of duck season, so I was just like, ah, and it sat in the garage. So, but it is nice to have that like. I don't have to strip down my fishing kayak to go out kayak hunting. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, that's super nice. That's another thing. The RS might end up just being as a duck blind boat. Um, okay. Cause where I duck hunt here, I don't a, there's a couple lakes I could duck hunt and put a motor on, but I probably get shot cause they have blinds all over the place and I'll just get shot and I'll die. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'd rather not get like three shot picked it out of my butt or anything. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But there's one lake, it's no motor, it's small, no one duck hunts it except for me, like me and my buddy, like four other dudes. And I mean, when I went last year, we limited out accidentally on six wood ducks a pop. And nice. uh, we did that in an hour and a half. They just were, oh, there were so many of them. So, but that's a no motor lake and no electric motor, like period, you can't have anything. So the RS might be a good little option for that. Um, sure just duck blind it up and then hit some different spots nice nice yeah that's the thing you're you just duck hunt or you deer hunt too i deer hunt too um yeah yeah, i deer hunt too there's actually two spots this year i i'm hunting i've got cam set up where i have to kayak to get to them so that's where the the p127 will probably come and play just because the rs while it's a great boat and has a higher weight capacity my luck i'd get like the record typical or something and sink and die so <laughs> i don't i don't want that to even be a possibility so yeah the that's where the, and i don't want to paddle with a, a big old stud ski on the back so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun seeing how i can rig that out to get because i saddle hunt so i can get in with just really a backpack pretty much and wear my saddle and pfd and then uh get back out and drag the deer out so let's hope that goes well we'll see it's my first year kayak hunting for deer so nice nice no it's cool man it's it's something that a lot of people are getting into especially around public land you know it's uh it's pretty slick oh yeah i mean ohio we're known we've got some great deer we just have some ter- i mean we don't have a ton of public like a lot of your really good areas is all private so everyone fights for every square inch of public land. So if I can find like two islands I know of in a public park, I'm not saying anything because people will start looking. Um, No one hunts it. One other guy did last year, but he's like, yeah, I got my deer. You can go this year. I won't go back. So I pretty much could have the whole island to myself. And he, yeah, I've already got some pretty good picks. So I'm pumped. That's weird because uh, I know when I looked on Onyx, it seemed like there was a decent amount of public land in Ohio, especially around like your guys's area, or like There's, a little south, like towards Cincinnati and like Cowan Lake and all that. Yeah, so if you look down there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of public land, but there are a ton of hunters and a lot of people come from all the surrounding states to hunt Ohio too. Hmm. So they're hunting all that public land. Uh, I'm real traditional when it comes to hunting to where if I see a stand, I won't set up near the stand. I sure. the guy's put, he's put his time in. I'm not going to come up on his stuff and, you know, I don't want to blow out a deer that he's been catching cams on just, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. So 
that's what you'll go out there. And I mean, last year it took me, I went down to uh, way down South and uh, it's a, a pretty big forest we have here that stretches like eight counties. And it took me 45 minutes to get somewhere where I couldn't see a stand. So right on. Yeah. Right on. I like it. I like it. Jay, you've been putting in some time on them boots, scouting areas out down in Tennessee, or have you just been casually no. walking through the woods? I mean, no. <laughs> uh, actually, there's a place. I went mountain biking uh, earlier today, and you Ooh. can actually hunt there. And and I saw a tiny little deer. <laughs> Look, and all yeah. I could think was, oh, my God, they are tiny here. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can but, tell you yeah, I, I mean, hunted and... <laughs> Yeah, when I was in North yeah. Carolina, they just looked like small dogs or big dogs. Like they were tiny, so small. Yeah. Oh, I know. And, and I think even when I was a bride, like we saw some deer like crossing the road once and they're all super tiny. But uh, what I am discovering, though, is the ticks are horrible out here. Oh, I had man. a tick in me today. Like when I came home, I I took a shower and everything. And, I, and then I was like scratching my leg and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh oops. Let it slip. But uh. And then I was like totally worried because I was like, is this a Lone Star tick? Like, what is this thing? It was so damn tiny. And I was able to pull it out with its head. But I mean, I'd use a phone to like pull, like to be able to see it, to be able to pull it out. It was oh. so tiny. Oh, is that small? So, dude, it's like, yeah, but there's like, there's tons of ticks out here, man. So that's the only thing that's kind of freaking me out. So I guess I just got to hey. like take it yes. seriously, you know? So next month I'll probably skip stopping at your place on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean they're not in the house, you know. But I it was just weird. I it's like I didn't really go in. I was on the trails and just ended up with one on me. You know. I mean, I where did you pull that tick off? Was it in your house? No. Well, I mean, it was on. Yeah. Me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but I discovered I, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, and I was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, great. And then I'm like, I, I like meat. I don't want to stop eating meat. I hope this is one of them. That's what I was going to ask. Know, is so. that the tick that like makes you allergic to eat meat? Yeah. Whatever? And I don't even know it? if it, I don't even know if that's what it was because it didn't have the white speck on it, but it was like tiny and red and kind of had the same body style that, because uh, I, I immediately started looking stuff up. I was like, oh, great. I was like, that's all I need. You know, and I'm, then I'm reading up on like how it affects everybody. I'm like, I, I don't need this. I was like, I still got yeah. Jimmy Freezer. I was yeah. like, like, I'm gonna have to give it away. <laughs> I must say, I literally told my wife two two years ago. I want to say is when not whenever they came out and people started like talking about it. I told her I was like, if I get bit by a tick and I can't eat meat, just know that I'm um not gonna be around yeah. much longer. I'm not living my life like that. I know. So, yeah, I know. Right. Turn you a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I ain't, I ain't, I I can't do that. You know? I can eat, I eat like an orange, I eat one of those little cuties like every now and then. And that's the extent of my veggies. So like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's tick season for sure, man. Guys, gals out there, you know, if you're walking through tall grass to get your boat put in the, or your kayak put in the water, you know, be, be conscious of it and uh, definitely oh, check yeah. yourself every time you get back home. Um, I know we talked to, Aaron Steiger and I know he's still having some underlying issues from yeah. Lyme that disease Lyme's and disease and stuff yeah. like that. And I think I just saw Dwayne Wally uh had a real bad tick bite and was at home recouping. Yeah, so. you gotta 
I mean, I circled it with a permanent marker, so I know where I got bit. So if there's like a red dot that starts showing up, uh, you know, if you catch it early, though, you'll be fine from what I hear and read. So I mean, yeah. if it ends up happening, of course, if it's the other one, they said within two to six hours, you would already know because you would start to have the side effects like from eating like meat. And it's not all kinds of meat either. It could be some people, it's just red meat. You know, some people it's all meat. So I mean, you could still be eating fish and chicken, but you can't like do hooved animals or whatever. And yeah, I just that's not the that life road. for me. <clears throat> no. So if yeah. you f- if you fall out of your chair, we should call nine one one and send them to your house. Is what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. You know. I think just hey. for the rest of this podcast, yeah. just get some bacon, yeah. just eat it, just so we know you're not yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, we're joking about it now, but I was like having a little uh, inner monologue like earlier going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man <laughs> well one oh. one thing i wanted to touch on with you tonight matt is like i know you're a huge jdm guy and like i don't i just don't understand it i don't so like i i, I mean I know there's guys out there that like that's all they care about, you know. So yeah, I mean, for for those that may not know who are watching or listening, like what is JDM and why? Why? So JDM is stands for Japanese Domestic Market, and it's basically think of like your American tackle companies like Strike King, Lose, and all that, but all Japanese. So Biwa. Mega Bass, Shimano, Daiwa, which those are here too, but there's a whole nother rabbit hole of JDM, Shimano, and Daiwa stuff over in Japan. Um, but I don't, I don't know why. So here's like bait wise, like for instance, this is Biwa. They sell you can get that in the U.S. too, but I got these from across the pond, and it's just you know a regular old crawl style trailer bait thing, and it looks. Like I'm Strike King could make this and whatnot, and there's nothing necessarily better about this bait other than I personally feel like I catch more fish when I use JDM stuff. Uh, the action seems to be a little bit better. The plastics they use tend to be a little bit softer, so you get more action out of it. Uh, real wise, all day Shimano's JDM market makes Shimano's American market look bad. It just it's their reels just are smooth. Very little maintenance goes into them. They last forever. They outcast a lot is of my the, domestic. Is it the noise they make? The I'm talking about the MGLs. Uh, <laughs> DCs have been so DCs when they hit the US market, I wasn't like, oh my God, it's got a computer chip in it. Cause I've had them for like, I bought my first Metanium for like 800 bucks on eBay from Japan right when I got back from deployment. Uh, that reel, if anyone is listening and watching from Jacksonville, North Carolina, if you go right down the road from the Osprey Club where that where the river is, if you go straight down, it's about 30 feet. It's still there on a uh, St. Croix legend rod. If you want to get it, feel free. There's gators there. You'll die. But you can try. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should send jigging, uh, jigging with Jordan down there. Oh, <laughs> send him a letter. Be like, hey, man, go get that. <laughs> No, dude, I remember that happened. It, it was my first JDM reel and everything, and I text my buddy, who's uh, <clears throat> he's a in the Marine Corps uh, Marine Recon. So basically, they scuba fall out of 
perfectly good airplanes and all that fun crap. And I was like, hey, man, you got your scuba stuff? And he's like, I mean, yeah. It's like, can you come get a rod and reel for me? And he's like, where? And I sent him. He's like, no, there's gators there. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, well, we see gators all the time. We're in the field and we go through swamps and stuff. He's like, that's different. We're getting paid to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing this for you for free. I was like, I'll pay you. He's like, yeah, it's not worth it. And I was like, whatever, man. So yeah, it's still there. Uh, I, I guarantee you it probably still works. I found I've, I've dropped a rod here with a reel on it for about two months. Uh, and went back and found it during hunting season at the same lake we were talking about, and I found it, and it still works, and it's sitting on my desk over here waiting for a rod to get put on it. It's awesome. Uh, this past weekend, dude, I was out fishing and dragging a shaky head, and like I'm like, ah, I must have weeds or something hung up on there. So I start reeling up, and I'm like, oh, I got some a-holes line you know they left like a freaking mile long piece of line so i grab it off my shaky head i start pulling it and then i see a bobber and then i'm like oh there must be like a stick on the other end of this right no it was a saint croix medium light like uh spinning rod and reel combo and i was just like so I, i wiped it down like it and it it's probably probably was in there for a couple of weeks you know, because you could see like where the uh, thread wraps on the eye guides and stuff was like kind of mm-hmm. turning that foggy white. I gave it to my nephew. I was like, ah, you know, dude, the water provides. It does. It takes away, <laughs> but it provides. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I just I I mean, it's it's like, uh, you know, I got some mega bass vision 110s and 110 plus twos and stuff like that mm-hmm. and those are 25 dollars jerk baits and i'm like do they really make that big of a difference you know yes they do and they do they do they do um i'm not disagreeing not disagreeing <laughs> but um i don't know man i've just never understood buying like the 800 reels and all that crap so i've bought i've bought one of those brad in the comments is saying showed the cover scat uh, all my cover scats are in my boat right now, so I can't show you the cover scat. But the cover scat is the perfect example of JDM baits. It literally looks like a piece of poop. Looks like goose poop that you'd find. But you, oh my God, that thing catches so many fish for no reason other than it's just, it is the way it is. And it, oh dude, it's so good. Um, but the $800 reels, like I bought one and then all my other stuff, eBay is a great tool. Um, we did a show on it, I think a yeah. month and a half ago, uh, yeah. YG Japan. I get my reels through him, uh, directly from Tokyo dude ships to the U S in like two days, which is magical to me. And, uh, you get them at a crazy discount. So like the $800 reel you're talking about the Antares DC, I've got one of those. I didn't pay hundred dollars for it. I paid like three because you just got to find the deals. Um, sure, sure. And when you go over there, they're not that expensive either. I've got I've got two buddies who are stationed in Oki right now that basically go out to the tackle shops in Okinawa, send me pictures, be like, "Hey, do you want anything?" And then they ship it back to me. So, so do you ever it... ask your buddies if they see Mister Miyagi over there? Uh, I did one time, and it was during like one of the hottest weeks they had, and they had like a tsunami come through. And I said, I was like, "Did you see me, Mister Miyagi, fighting the tsunami off?" And they both said some choice things to me and it was a bad conversation because so they had to deal Sorry. with it. <laughs> had, to throw, had, to, had to throw the karate kid reference in there. Why not? So, so is that like an, is that like an import price? I mean, so I'm kind of thinking of like, well, like how bikes go, right? So if you mm-hmm. go, if you buy a bike from a, 
from big box store, you're not getting the good bike. You're getting like the okay welds, you know, the heavier metals and all that. And then you go to, you know, a bike shop and you're getting like premium. Um, is there, I mean, is there something to that? Yeah. So like, for instance, just because I've got eight reels sitting over here, not doing anything. This is the coveted us reel that makes noise, the Corrado DC. Uh, if you look Brad, for example, he got the Scorpion MGL, um, which is that red reel he was posting that he's fallen in love with. They make the Scorpion DC, which is the Corrado body. It's identical to this same braking system the whole nine but the bot or the whole thing just feels premium like you said so it's as i just break the reel but uh it feels <laughs> it, it the bearings are nicer it's smoother the gearing's nicer and i don't know if it's like maybe that plays into it and maybe it, i've always thought maybe it's just in my head like oh this is jdm mm-hmm. it's a nicer product but if you really tear them down like you get like with Shimano, like the technology in this reel that came and hit the U.S. two years ago is came out in 2000. The DCI-4 came out, I think, in 2015 in Japan. So okay. we're getting tech way later than they are. So when I go JDM market mm-hmm. and I buy the brand new Scorpion DC, the 21 Scorpion DC, that's the latest and greatest in Shimano's tech at that time. Um, so you're basically jumping the line and waiting for it to hit the u.s well i remember when we did that podcast with the the dude from doomsday tackle you know he was Mm -hmm. talking about that like we're always a couple years behind what they're fishing over in asia japan Mm -hmm. all that stuff like they they have a lot of newer technology compared to what we have over here it's almost like asia japan whatever is like the test market and then it finally comes to the states almost and that's because all like you know i remember in that podcast he's like basically like abu garcia like shimano daiwa like that stuff's almost all made in the same facilities so to speak yeah which you know you look at it yeah it's kind of crazy they just all have different molds and throw different parts and pieces and stuff in there but you know, I could see that, like, you know, the because I've seen some of the mega bass style jerk baits um, that were you hold them side by side and the profile of the body looks the same. But just the overall um, make of them seems better, the the mega bass versus like the the blanks or something that you can get in the states oh we got richie all fired up he said jdm oh, swim baits yeah. all day yeah. all day <laughs> all day I'm don't get that. richie started on swim baits we'll be here for the next four hours <laughs> yeah i mean you're right when you talk about the blanks because you can buy vision 110 blanks because they lost the u.s patent couple years ago so they're, they're blanks that flooded the market sure which isn't i mean a bad thing because you can like dark corner custom baits he's the one who paints like for instance as i just stab myself in the finger with this he painted this for me and he paints a lot of my other bigger swim baits and they're just blanks off of something else um but you know he paints some awesome designs that rival mega bass in quality and look but yeah if you take that blank and you put it next to a mega bass blank you can tell there's still something different about it to where 
it could be the same sure. blank, but it's maybe it's how it was molded or how it was uh, how the ball bearings are put into it or something along those lines. It just makes it feel better or more different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy, man. Like I know a lot of guys that they just get super jazzed up and excited about all this JDM stuff, and I've never completely understood it. I've read a lot about it and you know heard some guys talk about it, but yeah. yeah once I'm you the make the the dive. That's when you it get all goes like that's downhill. oh it is like I, I'm not as bad with tackle as I used to be, but I used to like not buy anything from Bass Pro or Cabela's or anywhere unless I had to have it. I would just order from Tackle Warehouse or uh, the Asian Port Fishing Portal, order baits from there and stuff, and just get nothing but JDM stuff. Sure, um, which is weird because if you look at though those countries out east where all the Asian countries, they like bass is looked as an invasive species there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like in Japan, there's only three lakes. You're legally allowed to fish for bass. If you catch them in any other waterway, you're supposed to take them out. Like we do with Asian carp and kill them, which is crazy to me because mega bass, Shimano, Daiwa, all those companies are there, but they're really geared there. They're geared toward uh trout and salt and stuff like that. That's why all most of Shimano's reels can do fresh and salt water because that's sure. what they're geared for. Well, I mean, this will make you cry. That's pretty much what they do up in Idaho with the smallmouth. You know, oh. like it's an invasive species, and they just they just don't care. They just pull I, them out. Uh, I hate it. I know they See, do that in Washington too. I was well, talking to about it. Yeah, it's the oh. same thing with walleyes too, man. Like they were, <laughs> I forget what show it was or that I was watching, and they were like throwing walleyes on the bank, and they're like, "That's a trash fish." And the dude was like, what are you talking about? What is wrong with you? We are going to eat one of those. It is going to change your mind. And then the dude yeah. was like, that is not a trash fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't. I mean, it's like that with carp for us here, like especially Asian carp. Like I've caught Asian carp and I can't bring myself like I know they're super invasive, but I can't bring myself to like just like that one video that was going around last year's dude was just grabbing it and throwing it uh, at a rock, just speared it off a rock. I can't bring myself to do that, but like I hate them. But then you learn like all these trout states. That's where it's at. It's the trout states. They kill smallmouth yep. and all this stuff. And it just yep. pisses me off. <laughs> Brad said walleye are overrated fight wise. <clears throat> and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that unless it's a big one like. Yeah. If it's a big one, you'll get some head shakes and some digs. But like if it's like, you know, twenty-two or under, it's like reeling in a wet sock. But yep. it yeah. tastes it tastes like filet mignon. So I mean and that they, they that's a that's one about one of the only fish I'll actually eat. So I'm not a huge fish guy, but I'll eat walleye and crappie and then deep fried cat. I hate catching catfish, but if it catches it and deep fries it, then I'll eat it. But sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say uh, carp isn't so I'm bad. Not... We've had I've had carp before. Oh, you know? I don't know. It's not. I mean, I don't know. Like, like you know, Illinois, they had you know, bow fishing's huge. You know, obviously for the carp. So, but mm-hmm. they have the uh, they have a festival every year, and um, they like show everybody how to fillet them and and do all this stuff. Yeah, and it wasn't bad. I mean, I'm. I I was the same way too, and I'm like, wait, this is a white flaky fish. Like, this is interesting. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, cooked, if it's right. done right by people, who know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It, it so looks easy to the guy who's doing it. You know, so 
<laughs> so uh, there's, there's two comments, two comments, and I want to get to this one first because I always see Hicks post this everywhere. I love deep fried smallmouth. He's just trying to pick fights and get people all riled up. But He's just troll. But yeah. But story for you. Story time with Uncle Brian here. Um, Scott, the guy we started paddling Finn with, um, he was up in Canada and. His his father in law, they would take a, a yearly trip up there, and uh, he was like, uh, "Can I keep us?" He asked the guide, "Can I keep a smallmouth for the shore lunch? I've never had one. Want to try?" You know, and the guy's like, "Yes." They were fishing this lake that was abundantly full with smallmouth, and he's like, "Yes, please keep one, keep two, whatever." And you know, I'll fry it up. And he's like, you know, his father-in-law's like, ah, oh, that tastes like like, what are you doing? This and that. So what he did is he had the guide put a piece of smallmouth and a piece of walleye on the plate, gave it to his father-in-law, you know, and the father-in-law the whole time's like, oh, I don't want to taste that garbage smallmouth. Don't put that on my plate. It's oily and nasty and blah, 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 blah. So he eats it. And he said the smallmouth piece tasted better than the walleye piece. So I think if you don't know, like, and I'm not trying to tell people to go out and slaughter a bunch of smallies, but please don't do that. Please. Every time Brad (laughs) brings that up, I always think about that story because I I don't think I've ever had smallmouth, but if you're in a place like Idaho, Canada, like where you you're in a lake that there's, thousands upon millions of freaking smallmouth and you keep one that's your right right you know so i mean just i'm i'm not going to argue that's your right to do i mean that's that's part of i i we can go on and on about what i think is odnr needs to change some laws but that's your right if you don't do it's kind of like deer right so if you don't hunt deer they'll overpopulate same with smallmouth they'll overpopulate and they'll start damaging the ecosystem instead of keeping it healthy so if you if you want to eat them that's great I just don't want to see it or hear about it yeah. just because I look at it as nothing but a, a sport fish. Sure. Um, sure. 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 Which I mean, I in most know. respects, some guys, most guys do, you know, and especially when you look at how long it takes a small mouth to get to, like I saw Brad in there, you know, again, trolling, you know, he's, <laughs> he caught some twenties and like, I think it's something like 15, 18 years to get to 20 inches for a small, it takes, mouth. A, it takes a hot minute. And if they hit, you can usually tell when you see a, a 20 incher, they're usually older fish like that 19 and a half. I caught earlier this year was an, an old fish. Like it, I let it go. And probably the next day it spawned and then just floated down the river and got eaten by something because it was about to go. So so Jimmy's in the chat, and he said, uh, I changed his life with fried walleye. And it's like, anytime he talks about coming up here, he's like, can we go to that fish fry again, bro? Get some walleye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, no problem. No problem. But, uh, no, it's always interesting, man. Like, yeah, what was it, last week or something on K- the kayak bass fishing page? Like, guys were freaking out some because some guy kept a few large mouth, and then, like, yeah, it started this whole thread of guys like posting pictures of largemouth that they kept, you know, and I've I've never been the one like I don't judge like if you pay your license and you keep your specific limit, like all about it, dude. Like 
it's up to you. But yeah, the, uh, who am I to judge? And, and you I don't know that person's situation either, dude. That could be like feeding his family for a week. You know, like you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't disagree, and I won't like in that sense. I won't judge. What I hate is when I'm on the river or something, and I see a group, like a family group, cast netting smallmouth. Yeah, that's what like bugs me. And mm-hmm. yes, Brad, I know harvesting is good for fisheries. That doesn't mean I have to like it. So, so I got a, I got a perfect proof of this right here, and, and it's interesting, right? Like Jay has fished my home lake. Brad's fished it. Uh, a bunch of other people, man. Like the fishery I live on here is absolutely phenomenal. But I remember mm-hmm. we're going back probably 12, 13 years, maybe even more. The first time I ever fished out here, it was just the whole lake was 12 to 14 inch bass. You couldn't find a bass over 14 inches like to save your life. Mm -hmm. And um, so what they did is they uh, put a harvest on 12 to 14 inch bass for like two years to kind of thin it out. And like the explanation I kind of got was, uh, you know, um, you got to kind of thin the herd so the the bigger ones can get bigger and the smaller ones can, can grow because they're all just, you know, not being able to forage, so to speak. Um, but it it was super interesting. And, uh, now you go out and I could find 12 to 14 inch fish for sure up shallow in the grass, but I can also go out and catch 10 fish over 18 inches in like three hours, bro. Like, it's pretty fun, bro. Yeah, so it's not the style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely some truth to that because guys who I've got a buddy whose grandma has a pond on her farm, and he's like, "Yeah, there's just a bunch of like 12 inch fish," and I was like, "Because you have too many fish in there." He's like, "Well, what do you mean?" I was like, "Well, if there's a bunch of 12 inch fish, those 12 inch fish bass are bass are super. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, uh." like situational how they grow so if they have a, if there's a ton of fish they'll stay smaller so they can stay peppy and they can yeah. keep up with bait fish so they can because they're fighting forty thousand other fish for sure you know the twenty thousand forage species are in there and i literally told him this three or four years ago take some of those 12 inches he's like well i'm not going to eat them i was like yeah just go release them in the river or something you know i mean you got the river runs through your property just transfer some fish and he did and he can go out there now and he can catch 20s because he has less fish i mean he did a whole summer every 12 to 14 inch fish he caught he transferred or put it in a buddy's lake or something sure and his fish size has gone up in just two years so james right in the chat says saw similar practice with the halibut up in alaska you need those big females to produce big fish and then uh Jimmy said too many of the same size class are a problem. Harvesting also helps weed out the fish that don't have the big fish genetics. Hence the reason why the Texas Lunker program is very effective. That program is awesome for those listening and watching. If you haven't read up on that, go read up on the Lunker program in Texas. They, uh, they basically like if you catch uh, and Jimmy, comment if i'm wrong it's been a while since i read it but if you catch a fish over 10 pounds they dnr asks you to bring it to them yeah and then they breed that fish to keep those big fish genetics and they put it back into the lakes and that's awesome like that's that's how you make a trophy body of water 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. No, it's it's super cool, man, especially nowadays, you know, with the advancements in technology and being able to like do that. You know what I mean? It it's made some I mean, just look at Texas, dude. It's between them and Florida, you know, it's uh the amount of of giant bass between those two and even california right because i think bass are an invasive species in california right uh i'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent sure i i think if they were or they if they still are people might not look at them like that anymore just because the possible world records come out of there like almost three times it's always some technicality of why it doesn't win and it goes back to that dude out in japan um but I think the nation record from Clear Lake for the U.S. So, <laughs> uh, Brad says I need to read up on fish genetics. I don't really know how it works. And James Wright like chimed in before I could say it, but um, you know I'm pretty sure Brad may have never had sex. But yes, that's uh, when when mommy fish yeah. and daddy fish you know get together and he squirts his juice on her eggs. You know that's how how you reproduce brad um yeah that, that's where the genetics come from Just, well i think people are overlooking too that like you know uh reproduction is incredibly hindered in situations i mean because bass obviously will cannibalize their own you know their own their own uh uh you know fish or you know same yep. types whatever you know bass and all that so um and that goes with anything so you, you, there's got to be i mean a lot of those culling limits have you know scientific um you know research behind it so i mean you know and i mean and it's not always the same everywhere i i I mean i would assume in some of the bigger you know more like trophy lakes you're gonna see that more and maybe there's just a blanket over other lakes but i mean i mean you know the the dnrs they're looking at that stuff too i mean and i know it hurts to see that and I, i see the same things too man i mean people start laying out large mouth bass and you see a small mouth and you know, yeah. people just start going berserk, you know, and Dude, it, hurt. But it hurts. It does. I just see yeah. it. And I like my heart hurts. Like it's not, <laughs> it's like how people who don't like to hunt when I kill a deer, it's, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. how they feel. And sure. I, I can, yeah, that's how not. they feel. I feel bad for them. Cause that sucks. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, I just smoked this deer at 30 yards with a 300, you know, grain broadhead and just right. explode. I'm just pumped because I killed it because yeah. I have meat and they're the same way I am with largemouth. Like if I see someone yeah. with a largemouth stringer, I'm just like, I just hate you. Well, well to, I mean, in the, in, I was going to the... say, hold on one second. I was gonna, to that point with the deer, nobody ever talks about when the DNR has those rifle weekends when it's just people who are licensed to help the DNR thin the herd. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's now publicized, yeah. and people don't realize that's going on. But if there aren't enough hunters, that is going on too. So, yep. I mean, it's going to happen yeah, regardless. We, we we could go down a whole rabbit, <laughs> yeah, rabbit hole. <laughs> all so fired up because the county I grew up in in Illinois used to be uh, what was it number six on the Boone and Crockett list, and I don't remember Ooh. if that was nationwide or statewide. I think statewide it was like number three, but they started building more houses. Deer had nowhere to go. Insurance companies got pissed off from all the claims of hitting deer and you know so they started sharpshooter programs in this bscwd crap um and just you know completely annihilated the herd and it's bad 
And they opened up uh, hunting and uh, forest reserves too. Yeah. Well, and and James Wright chiming in. He said, nobody's hitting a smallie with their Honda either. Well, (laughs) you know. Yeah, that's not my fault that you have a small car that would get decimated by a deer. But but in the same respect, right? Like, you get excited about the meat. The guy keeping the small mouth or the large mouth could be just getting just as excited as you shooting a deer, you know? Oh, I know. And they they are. I just, I, I just, I don't know. It just hurts deep down. But what you're talking about that county, I want to say I listened to that on the Meat Eater podcast like six months ago. They, they were talking about they, they did a tangent like we've done six times on the show already. Sure. And they just went down a rabbit hole and they started talking about that to where the sharpshooter programs and everything. And I was like, man, yeah. they're like, yeah, it like decimated the herd and whatnot. Well, and what was jacked up about that, and and it's still jacked up is like, you know, they were killing piles of deer. Well why didn't you extend the season or open it to the hunters? Mm-hmm. Now you're bringing in income. Hunters are being able to harvest the meat, feed their families. Instead, you know, the, the state or the counties paying some Yahoo to drink a 12 pack of Bush and sit out there with a freaking long range rifle mm-hmm. and over a bait pile, which spreads CWD. So, which is even stupider, mm-hmm. you know, so you're you're basically replicating what is causing this allegedly, and uh, you know it's costing the state money rather than bringing in income by letting guys like us three go out and set up a stand in the trees and. I, I, I would offer a devil's advocate. I would I would offer a devil's advocate reply to that though. There are less hunters oh, than there were would, in the past. You would you anti-hunting just, son of a bitch? I, I'm just saying, man. It's like there's. There's less hundred people go out there and hunt so they can stop this crap. <laughs> no, look, yeah, I was about to say it, that. Get it going. <laughs> I mean, well, you're, you're not too, right? <laughs> like, let's let's talk about that for a minute because of COVID, you know, fishing license sales in pretty much every state in the country went through the roof. And it was the same with hunting licenses too. Like, there's a lot of people getting back out in the woods and back out on the water. Um, so, I mean, that's where you may be seeing some of this stuff. So, I mean, again, like we've always said on the podcast, like we try to educate as much as possible and, you know, that's that. But, um, or if you see some guy on the, the freaking water and he's got 10 smallmouth on a stringer, try not to kill him and just tell him he's an idiot and he kept too many fish. Shark so. hooks. That should go well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shark. I'm hooks. pretty sure yeah. everybody that listens to Paddle and Finn will probably want to hurt the guy in some shape or form. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, we're I, all smallmouth yeah. fans here, and now I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just, you know, if a guy keeps one, all right, I'm fine with that. Just don't keep a twenty. Or an all right, Brad. Keep, I keep see a your comments. Do it. You don't have I to. Can see you don't Brad have to troll us, Brad. Yeah. Stop yeah, trolling, Brad. Brad, taking me we're, off. <laughs> we're on the same team, Brad. Just stop. It'll be okay, Mr. Awkward. We'll go back to talking <laughs> shit about you. <laughs> Say, we'll get Allie on, and then she can explain why you're so awkward. That poor That'll woman, be a fun dude. Show. I, don't, I, 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 I feel don't for understand her. I what she sees in him. That poor I, girl. I, I'm just saying, you know, there's he's so awkward, there's got to be something. All I got to say is <laughs> he must be hung like a horse or something. That's what yeah. I was getting to. Oh, without saying. I mean, Family man. show, but I'm yeah. Just saying. yeah. I'm I mean, just it's saying. It's got to hey, be something. Hey. <laughs> Just saying. Keep it clean. Know, yeah, Keep it clean. There's a 12 year old that just heard that. Yeah. I hope. Well, 
I'll be honest. It's not the the world I grew up at twelve. He's heard worse on like ABC. Um. um yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I'm just true. saying. But say when I was growing up, the Guardian was the thing, and words got turned into other words, and that's what every <laughs> no matter who what you believed or what was that was out there. Now, all no hands, no no bars. It's just whatever yeah. you want to be on TV is on TV. So the kid knows. Don't worry. No, oh, Ryan. Oh, he's got full access. On Ryan Doll in the house. What's up, brother? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, gonna, no. Ryan's gonna get a nasty email from some parent later tonight. Yeah, my kid was listening to that and he asked me what hung like a horse means. <laughs> just say it's not you, buddy, and then just call it good, you know, call Wilbur. That's <laughs> an old one. <laughs> Brad, Brad says he's cracking up. That's probably because realistically it's like three inches. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, enough, enough. We're we're winding down. We're winding down. Oh. It's it's been like an hour, man. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on, dude, and you're doing something kind of cool and different, and I wanted to bring it up because I've noticed it. Um, okay. Like on all your Facebook posts and stuff, man, you've been like tagging the podcast with links, your sponsors, stuff like that, and I don't see a ton of people doing that, and I thought it was super cool. It was unique and it was different. So, like, what kind of like made you do that? And, and and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I think it's fucking badass that you're doing that, dude. Yeah. So I just kind of when I started, like you said earlier, going downhill with the kayak stuff. I started talking. You know, I had a couple companies I was talking to, and like everything, I'm not a huge fan of like the big pro staffs. Um, there's a <laughs> there's. <laughs> Poquito. Oh man! All right, uh, <laughs> po- po- Poquito Hicks. <laughs> oh, this has been a great uh, show. This yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the pro staffs to where, like, for I don't I'm not going to name drop any companies, but there's one company out there that me and Brad make fun of all the time, and I'm sure most of us do, to where they have like forty thousand people on their pro staff. And yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan of that because I was like, well, I don't have to do anything to get on it. I just have to buy their stuff and I get a little discount. So like the companies that I either reach out to, like, um, I still can't pronounce their name. I've been with them for like two and a half years. I can't pronounce their name, but, uh, I call, I say biome power, which it's what Brian bio Yep. So Bioinno Power, I reached out to to them and said, "Hey, you know, I'm starting tournaments, which was was two years ago. And last year, I was fishing a lot more than I have this year. But um, talked to them, was like, yeah, I'm looking for a battery sponsor. And they reached back out, sent me a battery, and it's you know, so I want to make sure I'm posting, you know, show some appreciation for that and help build their brand because you know, I, I mean, I'm pro staffed on a couple teams, and it's at the end of the day, pro staff means promotional staff, not professional staff. So I I think it's like my job or not duty, but like to help promote the brand and give them a post. I'm not, I'm not the one to think, Hey, I've got this product and I'm going to shove it down your throat every post with my 10% discount code. But if it's something I I'm sponsored by or pro staff by, and I believe in the product, I'm going to talk about it. And then there's, there's stuff that I use that I'm not sponsored by or pro staff by. And I talk about that stuff too. Sure. So, you know, it's it's last night on uh, Bass Thumbs. He had the owner of uh, Rogue, Rogue on. Yep. And he was saying the same things about that. I was like, hey, you know, 
obviously it's promotional staff. You want to promote them, but I'm not a huge fan of shoving stuff down people's throat. And I'm the same <laughs> way. Like I'm not, I'm not promoted by catch at yeah. all, sure. but they make a great product. Uh, and rogue mates a great product, which now I have because I've lost two catch boards in the last year and a half. Uh, <laughs> I told you I'd send you a tether, bro. <laughs> I know you did. I know. And I had it. What's bad is I had a tether on it Saturday. <laughs> I know. You I just, just got to make sure you clip it together. Yeah, I'm an idiot. So I got the Titan uh, because I posted a picture of my new catchboard, And I'm not sponsored by them at all, but they make a superior product. And I'm, I'm a big fan of it. There's other things on the market that does the same thing, but just not as good. And underneath that post you know the people who support me or help me get product or stuff yeah i want to make sure they get a little recognition um some people aren't huge fans of that to where they have like all their pro staffs and the bios and whatnot but i mean those they've supported me and they've helped me out and like paddle and finn i'm, I'm proud to be on the podcast I, I it's it's dope it's uh another like brad would laugh when i say it's it's choice man the whole podcast and everyone on its choice it's a good group of people that I think I said when we were at Dale Hollow, I'd only been on, I think I'd been three shows and then I was yeah, hanging out so with everyone nice. there. Yeah. yeah. I was hanging out with everybody there and I was like, man, this is the camaraderie I get from being on it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to support it because it's something I, I like. I think we do some great stuff and we have some great info to get out to anglers and hunters. So no, for sure. No, it's something cool. And like I said, I've, I've noticed it, um, you know, quite a bit recently, like, you know, I always see your stuff pop up in my feed and like, you know, I should start doing some of that, you know, cause it's, it's kind of laid out how we do it in the show notes for all the podcasts and stuff like guys that are watching on Facebook and YouTube right now, like all our podcast sponsors and links and stuff are, are in the show notes like that. And, uh, and then I saw you doing that and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. It's, you know, you're saying, Hey, like I work with these companies without saying, Hey, I work with these companies, you know, it's yeah. more of like, go check these folks out. And if you like it, great. If not, you know, whatever. But, uh, no, I like that aspect, man, that approach it's in, like I said, it's different. I'm not really seeing anybody else doing it that way, which is uh super cool, man. It's, it's nice to be, uh, the guy making waves, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just, floating down the same river that all of us are i'm just doing it a little bit different um it's just uh i learned it for it's funny i learned how to do that from back and watching youtube stuff back in the day sure before it got super gimmicky and whatnot which there's still some i watch but if they were talking about a product they'd link it and it would save me time to click the link instead of typing it and all that and that's that's why i do it it's just a time saver yeah it's like uh tactical bassin you know like every episode they link all the baits in the in the show notes and like that has saved me a ton of time too like, oh yeah oh dude i gotta get those and like i just go like and i remember right before we went to dale hollow right because there's these um i forget i always forget who makes them but uh the tactical bassin guys um they made this small swim bait head and I love them. And that's what I was catching all my fish on on Dale Hollow. And I needed to reorder every spring. I'd go through all my tackle and I was like, oh shit, like we got Dale Hollow coming up. I'm going to need those. So I went through and restocked and I'm like, I couldn't find it to save my life on, tack- <laughs> uh, on tackle warehouse. So I went back to the tactical bass and video and bam, right there in the show notes, found the swim bait heads. And I was like, all right, now we're talking, you know? 
Yeah, so. I do it for myself too. Like I'll I'll post stuff and I'll be like, yeah, I really like this. And then I'll forget about it because my brain just sucks now. I don't remember stuff anymore. And I'll go back to my posts and I'll be like, ah, oh, I've got yes. a post link and I'll click it. And I'm like, thank yes. God. <laughs> Ryan Dahl hit it on the head. Dirty jigs, guppy heads. Yes, those are them, my yeah. man. Those are them 100%. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's saying I don't need any more tackle. Uh, I've actually been good on tackle, tackle, dude. I've been, I've been pretty, pretty calm. I, uh, I lost all my black blue jackhammers to Northern Pike. So I had to go buy some and I only, I only bought two and usually I would buy four or five. So I'm, yeah, I've been I a good boy. I boy. haven't got to that point. Like when, uh, I worked at camping world, it used to be gander outdoors when yep. we got rid of all the fun stuff. Cause I was the fishing manager. Sure. They put all the fishing stuff, 90% off. So I've just, but I've got tubs. I've got a Pelican cooler, a seventy quart full of plastics. It's just to the top, like because I've run out of room, and I got the big plano. Like I've got this box. I opened this box in like probably two or three months. I don't even remember what's in here. Like, and now that I'm looking, I needed some white Kitex on Saturday, so I found them. So, <laughs> found you know, them. I found them. You know, thanks. And then I've got, thanks to the podcast. Yeah, and I got this big old thing behind me, just full of random crap that like. I've got a bunch of Guggen baits that I need to give Jimmy and, you know, you know a bunch of stuff. Nice. I mean, I've, I mean it's just, you know, I, I, I'm a tackle hoarder and I'm okay with it. It's better I'm, be a tackle I, hoarder than like addicted to like crack. So I, yeah, exactly. I'm the same way, dude. Like you guys have seen the, the, you know, like Jimmy said in the chat, I roll around with a freaking tackle shop, but I've been good at like giving some stuff away and uh, starting to slim down a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. But you know, sometimes you oh, gotta I've, do that. I'm always. I found a. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the. Uh, uh, I want to say Depths, but it's not Depths. It's a uh, uh, Huddleston. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I found a Huddleston in my center console today. I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> like it's just there. <laughs> like I did not know a Huddleston's there yeah, in your center. Like like I ordered an. It's a nine inch bait, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's right. a nine inch. Like, what are you and stuffing I, bodies I, in there? I, I opened my center console because I was getting my work keys, and I pull them out, and I was like, "Do I have a fish in here?" And I was like, "It doesn't smell." And I opened, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've been looking for that for like a month." <laughs> yeah, found it. I found it. It's still there. I didn't grab it because I'm stupid, but it's still there. I'll probably forget it's there, and I won't put it back on. And I'll find it again in two months. So. Oh man, man. Yeah. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff, man. We appreciate you hopping on tonight, man. It was uh, it was super cool to sit down, chat with you. Uh, go ahead, shout out your socials, all that good stuff, man. So uh, the folks that may not know who you are or not follow you can do so. Yeah, so on Facebook and Instagram, just Matt Souders Fishing. And then every Thursday morning, you can catch me and Brad Hicks on the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Network. We got a last three or four shows at at the bare minimum are awesome shows just to catch you back up but yeah give that a look we got some dope stuff coming up yeah man yeah you guys have been crushing it man it's uh it's super cool um i know me personally i was super worried about trying to fill the old trash panda shoes and uh <laughs> you've slid into that position quite well my friend and you guys have been doing awesome and uh it's super cool man i like what you guys are doing and you're doing some cool stuff and i know it's not always tough like or it's it's not always easy to kind of figure out like 
oh, who should we talk to this week or what should we talk about? And uh, yeah, no, it's super cool, man. You guys have been putting out some quality shows for sure. I appreciate it. I don't think I'll ever fill old Yasha's shoes, but I'm filling them best I can. I got some sock stuff in the front, so it makes it look like I am. You you guys are your own separate entities, man. Like nobody could ever be the trash panda. That is for <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. Mr. Randall, final thoughts. God, man. Oh, great to see you guys. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was like, no, it's good to see you guys, man. It's a good time, you know. You know, I got to see. I got to get down there. Regional. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we should well, just. You know, we should just a all time. have a meetup. You know, but yeah, we should, we should just plan a huge meetup down at uh, Jay's place. We'll yep. advertise it on all the other segments of the podcast, and yeah, not let's not one, so let's Jay not let him know. know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. just and let me build my garage first. <laughs> Hundred people show up at Jay's house. It'd be great. Yeah. Bunch It'll of trucks and trailers full of kayaks. Where are we going, man? Hey, let me let me the joke will be on you guys. <laughs> Parking is at a is at a premium here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the side of Jimmy the says, side. let's take over Jay's house before I cast. I'm game. I'm game. Yeah, let's do it. Go. Let's do it. <laughs> uh guys, gals, if you jumped in late, you could always go back, rewatch this show on Facebook, YouTube, gets uploaded to the podcast platforms uh, as soon as we jump off here. So it'll be live in the next half hour, 45 minutes or so. And uh yeah, no, appreciate you guys. Uh next week is going to be a unique show you're not gonna want to miss. Uh next week is Father's Day. So I got a pretty cool guest lined up. It's going to be a fun show. I'm sure a few swear words are going to slip out in this one. Uh, (laughs) Some stories are going to be told. You guys aren't going to want to miss it. We're here every Thursday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 5 o'clock out on the West Coast. As always, boys and girls, deadlines, smooth battling. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.